A big hello to all of our listeners, and welcome to ACS Chemical Biology's podcast for August 2008. I'm Eric Martins, Managing Editor for The Journal. I'm joined by our Assistant Managing Editor, Anirban Mahapatra. Welcome, Anirban. Hi, Eric, and hello, everyone. In this show, we feature four exciting research papers and one perspective from our August issue. We'll be discussing these papers later in the podcast, but first we'd like to remind you about the upcoming ACS National Meeting, which will be held from August 17th to August 21st in Philadelphia. A number of editors and staff members will be at the meeting, including Editor-in-Chief Laura Kiesling, and we look forward to seeing you there. If you are attending the meeting, please take a minute to stop by the ACS Publications booth and say hello. We'd love to hear your feedback on the journal. Now, we'd like to highlight some interesting content you'll find only on our website. In Ask the Expert, we give you the opportunity to pose questions directly to top scientists in the field. Our current expert is Dr. Jim Inglesey, Deputy Director of the National Institutes of Health Chemical Genomics Center. He will be fielding your questions about using high-throughput screening to identify small molecules that are effective tools for studying proteins, cellular functions, and biological processes. Jim and his colleagues have also contributed a perspective to the current issue of ACS Chemical Biology. In the article, they explain how artifacts can arise in some high-throughput screening studies that rely on chemiluminescence. In particular, they focus on the ability of certain small molecules to stabilize the luciferase enzyme altering the outcome of reporter gene assays. Submit your questions for him today at www.acschemicalbiology.org. To learn more about the junior authors of the papers in the current issue, please see the Introducing Our Authors feature in print and on the web. This month, we meet four scientists, Stephen J. Brown, Heather L. Schultes, Stefan C. Schurer, and Natasha Thorne. Read this section and get a younger chemical biologist's perspective on their research. One of this month's research papers focuses on sphingosine 1-phosphate and its five receptors. Interactions between these molecules mediate many important physiological processes, including heart rate and lymphocyte trafficking. However, lack of small molecule agonists selective for each receptor has hampered our ability to probe the receptor's individual roles. Researchers in Hugh Rosen's lab have now performed systematic high-throughput screens using two structurally diverse compound libraries to search for the selective agonists of two of these receptors. Reporter gene assays specific for either of the receptors tested, followed by several secondary assays, enabled the identification of a number of selective agonists. Structure activity analysis, receptor modeling, and ligand docking studies reveal distinct differences in the receptor binding pockets that account for selectivity. Moving on to another study. Affinity reagents that enable the detection and manipulation of proteins in complex samples are powerful tools, but are a challenge to generate. Researchers in Richard Roberts' lab have demonstrated how mRNA display can help create these useful tools. Derivatives of a domain of human fibronectin were used to generate novel protein affinity reagents because of their stability and ease of production. In vitro selection using a combinatorial library, was used to create reagents specific for the phosphorylated form of the NF-kappa-B regulator I-kappa-B-alpha. Selection resulted in a variant of fibronectin that was highly specific for phospho-I-kappa-B-alpha. We continue to define chembioglossary terms on the air. This month's keyword is lectin. Lectins are receptor proteins that specifically bind to carbohydrates. These proteins are found in both plants and animals and have diverse roles in each. In animals, these proteins play a major role in the normal function of the immune system. 
Enzymatic syntheses of complex biomolecules can be much more efficient and environmentally friendly than chemical syntheses. In particular, generation of isotopically labeled purines and pyrimidines, which can greatly facilitate structural characterization of nucleotide-containing compounds, is quite tedious using chemical methods. In our current issue, research from James Williamson's lab now describes a new method for the enzymatic synthesis of the purine nucleotides ATP and GTP. A total of 28 enzymes from the pentose phosphate and de novo purine synthesis pathways were used in the single-pot reaction, along with the precursors glucose, glutamine, serine, ammonia, and CO2. Since these precursors are all available in various isotopically labeled forms, two variations each of ATP and GTP, each with distinct isotope patterns, were generated. Subsequent synthesis and NMR characterization of an RNA oligomer incorporating the label purine bases illustrates an important utility of these compounds. Inflammatory macrophages in atherosclerotic lesions bear scavenger receptors, or SRs, that take up many types of disease-associated lipoproteins. As an initial step towards developing cell-specific therapeutics, it would be useful if these atherogenic macrophages could be selectively targeted. However, we can't use SRs alone as markers, since these receptors are also found in macrophages in normal cells. Researchers in Yoshio Umezawa's lab have now designed a system that allows targeted delivery to SRs in atherogenic macrophages. This system takes advantage of the fact that another enzyme, MMP9, is also present in elevated levels in atherogenic macrophages. One domain of the targeting complex has high affinity for the targeted SR. However, this domain cannot interact with the SR until a bacterial chaperone domain that is linked to it is removed and the chaperone domain, in turn, can be removed only in the extracellular matrix by MMP9 due to a specific cleavage site between the two domains. Using this system, only atherogenic macrophages are targeted. That's it for this month's show. Thanks to all of you for listening, and join us next month for more ACS Chemical Biology highlights. To learn more about the journal, please visit www.acschemicalbiology.org.